Oh, friends and professionals, welcome. We are back live for another episode of the Model Lending Podcast. I'm your host, Alec. And you know it because that's my name on the social thing you're watching this on. Thank you guys for tuning in today. Um, we're getting a little crazy today. We're, we're leaving the country. In fact, I'm, we're going as far as we could possibly go away from where I live today into Australia to talk to this influencer called Robbo. And you're going to get the whole story on him in a second. But man, the power of social media is unbelievable. And so, you know, you hear me talk about Model Lending Podcast about current tactics, what to do, how to get loans. And this guy figured out how to get loans, but he also leveraged this unbelievable power of social media to do this in unbelievable time. So not what his story may not be your story. So take some hope from this, like, but it could be. I'm so excited to bring Robbo on, talk about his story and journey into social media and what he experienced because it's available to you too. So buckle up. Dude, so Robo, you have an incredible story. In fact, when we connected and I was like, you have to let me bring you on the podcast. Like, you're, like what you've done <laughs> in such short amount of time is is unbelievable, bro. It's unfreaking real. And I'm so excited to unpack well, it thanks, today. Thanks, man. So, but first of all, thank you for getting up at ass crack in the morning. What time is it in Australia right now? <laughs> uh, it is six in the morning. Six in the morning. Yeah. So yeah, it, it is it is a bit it is a bit earlier than I usually wake up, I have to tell you. <laughs> well, dude, I'm so grateful for this conversation today. I'm I'm so appreciative of you. So can I can I start at kind of the beginning for a second? Yeah, like, absolutely, man. All the way back to, to uh to when I became a lender, to when I became a mortgage broker. Yeah, I want to go all the way back in time to when you became a mortgage lender. Yeah. <laughs> which, which, when that? we say all the way back in time, it wasn't that long ago. So it was only in um, June of 2021. So yes. yeah, 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 you know, which is not long at all. So June of 2021 is when I officially became licensed to uh, be a loan advisor. Um, and yeah, I guess having built successful businesses in the past, I was just... I was acutely aware of how important it was to market my business. Uh, and at that stage, I think I'd been, you know, uh, addicted to Gary Vee for about two years up to that point. So I was very aware of all the different strategies people uh, were employing. And I had a bit of experience employing social media strategies and I had a podcast in the past. And so I wasn't a novice in the world of small business, but I was a novice in the world of uh, loan advising. Well, and, and you were teaching before this, right? You, you with your own With your own that program? That, that's right. So I still do. Yeah, I still am in the teaching industry. So I still that I still do that in addition to everything else. Um, I've been a teacher for ooh, 11 or 12 years now. Uh, and it's in the secondary maths. So it's in the high school system teaching uh, maths to students from, you know, grade seven all the way through to grade 12. And then in addition to that, about five or six years ago now, I started a tutoring center. So we tutor, uh, me and my staff tutor kids from year one all the way up to year 12, mainly in um, maths and English. Uh, so with that still going as well. So th that was the business that I was talking about that I had experience with before right. I went into loan advising. And, and loan advising was just kind of a little bit of fun on the side, like a bit of a passion project. Um, so yes, yeah. why, what, why the passion project? What drew you over to this side? Well, personally for me, I've, uh, I, you know, I bought my first house quite a while ago, 13 14 years ago. But then since then, I've invested in property. So I've been really interested in the, um, the journey, the property journey, the home buying journey. Um, yeah. And when I, when I got my first home, I went directly through a bank. 
And I didn't even know that you could go through a mortgage broker. Uh, and this was, you know, 13, 14 years ago. And then it was one of my investment properties that a friend said, why don't you go see this person? You know, they'll, in Australia, they'll sort the, the loan out for free for you. Uh, and I'll find you the best deal basically across a range of banks. And I couldn't believe it. And I remember at about three or four or five touch points throughout the journey with that mortgage broker, I would say, how much is it going to cost me now? How much is it going to cost me now? Thinking I'm going to get stung at some point. But um, I think I really fell in love with the idea of being able to sell something that the customer isn't paying for, but the product that they get in return is just out of control, so much so that it's unbelievable. So I, I fell in love with that from a business point of view too. So how do you go from teacher to trusted finance, you know, advisor in, in, yeah. in the span when you did here? Like this, this, how did you get it? How did you do this? Well, to start with, um, I, I thought, okay, I want to market my business where there isn't many mortgage brokers. There aren't many yeah. loan advisors, but there's a shitload of attention. That was my goal. <laughs> And so I thought, where, I saw, where is that, right? And um, I was listening to a few podcasts at the time, like I said, Gary Vee, who'd been harping on about TikTok for the last two years. But of course, me and many others didn't listen to him like we should have. Um, nope. But uh, there was, there was a, another mortgage broker up in Canada named uh, Enrique, and he had started posting content. And he didn't realize it, but he became my inspiration and kind of my wow. target. And I thought, if, if he could do it, surely I can do it too, right? So I, I, I went out and posted my first piece of content thinking, this is going to be easy. Gary V says that it's vi viral, right? It's easy. It's viral. So I'm going to yep. post one piece of content and then I'm going to have like a line of customers, you know, like down the road, just being like, I want to speak to this new guy, Robbo. Yeah, easy. Um, and I posted my first piece of content. It took me like two hours because I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, and it crashed and burned. Yeah, I think I had like 50 views, maybe if that. So I went away for a couple of days with my tail in between my legs thinking, uh, what, a waste, what a waste of my time. Like two hours of my time. I could have been doing anything in two hours. Yep. But um, I then thought, well, hold on a second. I need to consider two things. Number one, I need to consider what is it that my customers, all the, my potential customers on this platform, what do they want to gain from TikTok? If they're interested in, in buying a house, what do they want to gain? Where, what's the value they want to get from this platform? And then the second thing I considered is, what could I personally, based on my knowledge, what could I teach them? And so I actually stripped the process all the way back to how I would operate in the classroom. And I became really aware that actually marketing yourself on social media is just teaching, except rather than to a classroom, you're teaching to a camera and to everyone in the world. Uh, and I just, I just stripped it right back. And um, in Australia, there's, uh, if you have a credit card limit, it negatively impacts the amount the bank will let you borrow for a home loan. And it's yep. something that not a lot of people know uh, in Australia. And also because a lot of the content that's being pushed out on the platform at the time is from America. And America has very different rules around that. A lot, a lot of people in Australia think that they're the rules here. So I thought that might be a good starting point. So yep. I stood in front of my whiteboard, set the camera up on a tripod with a whiteboard marker, just started teaching. I had no idea what I was doing. And halfway through mid-sentence, um, I'd reached the maximum 60 second record limit and my phone stopped recording while I was still speaking. And I thought, oh, stuff it. I've spent that long. I've spent that long. It's been two hours in. I'm not going to record it again, right? Because at that stage, I had no strategy. So I was trying to remember all 60 seconds worth of content, like in the go, like I had no strategies to actually film it. So I just hit post, walked away. I thought, stuff it. Well, that'll be another 20 views. 
Anyway, by the next morning, I think it had been 12 or 13 hours, it had reached 60,000 views. And at that point, I thought, man, there's something here. And that, that post I remember so vividly because it, that ignited a spark. And when I've gone on podcasts before or when I do keynotes around Australia and speak about this, people think that it's a spark for TikTok, but it's, an, it's not. It's a spark for educating my ideal customer through mm-hmm. social media, regardless of the platform. Well, let, let me punchline some people here who are just listening in here. You know, this guy, what blew my mind was Robbo has been able to effectively grow his TikTok platform. We're going to talk about other platforms too, um, to over yeah. 640,000 followers in effectively like a 12 month period. 640,000 yeah. followers in 12 months, Robbo, is unbelievable. Yeah. And that's right, I mean, man. Yeah. We're getting a peek into the, you know, the beginning of your journey with this educational in the whiteboard. But I want people to understand like where this went because <laughs> we, as we go deeper, yeah. as we go deeper and talk tactics and strategies <laughs> and really get down to it, like, you know, yeah. did you have any did you have a clue it could go like it could do this in 12 months? No. So my target, Enrique, who had had I think he had maybe thirteen or fourteen thousand followers at that stage. He was my goal, right? And so yeah. I, after that virality of the 60,000 uh, views on that one post, I thought, okay, now I want to build my following and he's my target. So I set myself a challenge of posting once a day uh, for the next 14 days oh, to see it. if it's worth my time, Yes, right? And so once a day, 14 days. Um, and after those 14 days, I got to a point where I think I was just shy of where he was. Like I had built up followers pretty quickly mm-hmm. and I got to about 9,000 followers, but still... At that 14 days, I was like, okay, will I get there? 9,000 is great because, um, you know, you're not getting virality every time. I might get no. a 60,000 post and then the next day I'm getting four views and then the next one I'm getting 100,000, the next one I'm getting 10. And yep. so the insecurity creeps in based on your time allocation at that point, even after 14 days, even at 9,000 followers. Um, but then something miraculous happened. After 14 days, I got my first lead and I was like, oh, here we go. Now, it's important to highlight, and we'll talk about growth in a minute, but it's important to highlight at that, at that point what my profile looked like. So I still had no idea what I was doing. There was nothing in my bio, so there was nothing in there. Um, there was a photo of, photo of me just holding my newborn son doing a thumbs up at the camera, right? Like the most unprofessional, like, you know, people would go into it being like, what is this guy all about, right? I had no Facebook account, yep. no Instagram account. There was no Google reviews. You couldn't Google me. I'd been a mortgage broker. I'd been a loan advisor for 15 days, right? Yeah. So, um, so, right? And anyway, yeah. still, this, this dude, and, and you couldn't even message me through TikTok. The only way you could message me was if you had commented on enough of my videos for me to then follow you back. And then once we both followed each other, then you could contact me. That's oh, how hard it was. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was like impossible to, to speak to, right? And But still, this one dude, Peter, had commented on so many videos. Anyway, I followed him back and then he was like, hey, can you, can you sort out my loan for me? And then I was so focused on follower growth that I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. I'm trying to get leads out of this. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, the fact that Peter wanted to engage my services over any other mortgage broker in Australia who had a website, Google reviews, Facebook reviews, and, and if we simplify it down, it's because in those 14 posts, I provided value. And that should be the key takeaway for anyone listening to this podcast is if you provide the most value, you will gain the most attention. And that's at its core what you need to apply. Provide the most value, 
gain the most attention. And um, so it was at that point that then I got the second wind. I got my second spark from Peter because I thought, oh my God, like he gave me confidence because now I was like, yeah, okay, people trust me through this content. I've all of a sudden, 15 days in, started to be seen as an expert. Mm -hmm. And then of course, I started to do a bit of research and I, and I realized that, geez, 9,000 followers. I think I'm the, maybe the second most followed person in Australia now in this industry, on this platform. So that then made me go, all right, I'm gonna um, keep posting once a day for the next six months. And then it took me about six months to get to around 30,000 followers on the platform. Um, and cool. it was at that point that I was getting so many leads, I had to go, whoa. Yeah, yeah, let me, let me back yeah. you up because you made a great, yeah. I'm going to clip this comment for sure. You know, yeah. if you provide the most value, you gain the most attention, all this stuff. But I want to ask you this question because I think people are going to peel deeper on this. How did you sure. define value? Like what is value to the person you're trying? Like how did you define that? So if someone's going, well, I don't know what value is, what's your answer yeah. to that? Well, yeah, right. That's a great question because people start trying to create value without considering their ideal customer avatar. So who it is that they're trying to give value to. So I actually, after having met Peter, went through a really important process of starting a third profile, right? So I had my personal TikTok profile, I had my yep. business TikTok profile, and I started a third profile. And that was my ideal customer avatar profile. And of course, I named it Peter to pay homage to my very first lead, right? Now, the reason why I did this is because I, have, I bought my first home 13, 14 years ago. And yeah. in this, on this platform, I was trying to hit first-time home buyers, but I don't know what they're thinking. I don't know what they're interested in. And I, had, I didn't have any customers. I didn't have a customer bank that I could survey and you know, figure out what they're into, like a lot of loan advisors who listen to this would. So I had to let the TikTok algorithm do all the work for me. So huh. I went onto Peter's profile and I started scrolling through the For You page, pretending I was a first-time home buyer. Geez, what would yeah. they be interested in? Well, they really want to save money. Okay, so saving strategies, budgeting strategies. As soon as I saw a piece of content that was like that, like it, go to the comments, commenting as some random dude na named Peter, but obviously no one knew that, you know? I didn't even have a profile picture on there, right? Um, <laughs> at commenting on the post. But the idea is the more that you engage in that content on your ideal customer avatar uh, profile, the more likely it is that TikTok's going to push out that content on the For You page. So right. still today... A year and a half later, I go onto that profile and get inspiration for my business account by scrolling through Peter's profile because TikTok pushes all the stuff for me to me. Bro, this is a this is a an incredible piece of advice. I mean, I have actually yeah. been talking to uh, lots of social media experts. I have never heard one person ever bring up that, and and maybe this is well known. <laughs> I just I'm, maybe I'm the one in the closet, but I've never heard one person bring up the fact that they started a profile liked and searched yeah. for the thing that this avatar, this person that you want as a lead would, would be searching yeah. for. And then using because it because you want to, yeah. Goal. Yeah, man. Cause you want two you want two things. You want number one, you want to get inside your ideal customer avatar's head, but you yes. also want to get inside the TikTok's interpretation of that. Hell yeah. Right? Because we want to understand what TikTok's pushing out. And, and they're two different things. They, 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 they should intertwine, and most of the time they do, but we need to figure that out. And so actually, at, actually using the platform not only gets you inside their head, but it also forces you to consume content on that platform. Too many people come into TikTok going, I'm going to create all of these videos, but then they don't spend any of their spare, spare time actually consuming the platform. So how are you going to create engaging content native to that platform? 
platform if you don't spend any time. So this process forces you to educate yourself on the platform because you're trying to put that time into that ideal customer um, avatar, but then it also really makes you aware of the type of content that hits. So Robo, I gotta share this comment because I know you'll like it because Gary Vee is, you know, I'm a fan too. And he's always known for saying like, oh, you don't get any results on Facebook. It's not Facebook's problem. You just suck at Facebook. And to, what, what, <laughs> yeah. it's important to hear that because, you know, these platforms are incredible opportunities and they're incredible tools. But if you're using them wrong or if you don't understand them or if you're not taking the time to master them like Robbo was doing and, and still does today, then how can you expect it to work for you? So it's a great comment, man. It's a great comment. Yeah, it, exactly right. Exactly right. And so that's the first part of the puzzle, right, is, is how do you figure out the value to to provide is is you really need to identify your ideal customer avatar the second part of the puzzle before we start producing content that has value is you need to think about who you're going to be on social media now this is a really hard point to digest and i know this because it took me months and months and months and months but your uniqueness is key right so who you are your individuality is what sets you apart from everyone else. But the insecurity creeps in and we think, oh no, I can't be who I am. No one wants to listen to me. Yes, thousand but percent. Your indi- yeah, your individuality is key. However, however, who you are in the office is very, very different to who you are when you walk in the, walk in the door at home. And it's very different to who you are when you're out at the pub having a few beers with the boys. So you need to figure out what parts of your personality, you need to figure out what parts of your personality you're going to dial up and what parts you're going to dial down, but it needs to be suited to your ideal customer avatar, which is why we go through that process first. You know, I really like that introspection of, of dialing up and dialing back. You know, it's not, it's not pretending to be somebody you're not. No. Which is clear, right? Like you need that uniqueness. You need that kind of, you know, but it also recognizes that like, you don't have to show the creepy side. You, know, you don't have to. Show, you can just show. You know, the, yeah. I, I like that a lot, dude. Exactly, exactly. And so for me, I thought, well, who do people want to listen to on social media? So I, I dialed up Robo the Aussie Mortgage Guy. He's he's here to have a laugh. He takes the piss out of himself, but at the same time, regardless of how much he's just joking around having fun, he really wants to listen. He wants to listen to what you want to achieve, and once he's listened to what you need. He's going to go away and find as much valuable information as possible and deliver that to you, regardless of if you're going to use him and his mortgage brokers. He doesn't care. He just wants you to find happiness. And if that's through home ownership, fantastic. That's the core of the character, the persona I've created on social media. So let me ask you some questions on that. And uh, you can spring on the springboard on this wherever you want. You know, there is a criticism, and I'll, I'll use TikTok specifically, but there's a criticism. Uh, that you know it's too goofy it, it just dances and it's you know it's yeah. it's girls and it's weird and and it's young kids and you know this is a this is a mortgage financing this is a this is a serious topic like this this requires professionalism this requires yes. you know suit and tie kind of feel like you know how do you rectify or or challenge that kind of viewpoint with robo the aussie mortgage guy who's fun loving and you know self-deprecating yes. and having a good time yes what, yeah. What's your thought? Yeah, yeah. Well, look, there's, I don't, I don't have a talent, right? And I do sometimes get in front of the camera and dance, believe me, but uh, I am terrible at it. 
Um, but I but I can't sing. I can't. You know, sometimes you come across content creators that are in a specific niche or industry, but then like also they're miraculous singers, and you're like, what the hell? Like, where did this come from? Right? I don't have anything like that. So I try and use educational pieces of content to really provide the value. But then I focus on representing those parts of my personality that I want my audience to fall in love with. I do that through entertaining and inspiring pieces of content. But like I said, I really don't have a skill set that is going to entertain anyone. So that's where I lean into the TikTok features to do all of that work for me, right? Um, one of the ones that I use very, very often is by utilizing trending sound bites. And yeah. if you consume um, TikTok or consume Facebook Reels or Instagram, you would have seen them a million times. But basically, it's a popular uh, audio or movie. It's basically a five to 10 second clip that's been taken from something that's popular. And then you mime the words over the top. But the key to this, the key to differentiating it from just something that is kind of funny, maybe to the right person, but doesn't mean anything. The, the difference here is if we contextualize it to our niche and we contextualize it to our goals. So what I'm constantly doing is trying to find trending sound bites that I can then, with the text on the screen, reinterpret and make it um, attached to saving for a home or make it attached to uh, dealing with a real estate agent and you know trying to negotiate with them or whatever it may be. But contextualizing everything you do specifically to your niche, I find show, showcases that side of you your personality, but at the same time, it still sells your message and defines who you are and what you're about. So for everyone listening that, that this went over your head all of a sudden, cause you were, you know, cause I, I know people yeah. Robbo, they're, they're in it and they're like, okay, yeah, I get it. And I got to do some stuff. And then you talk about trending and then you're like, oh, you got to pick the audio. You got to, you got to lip sync over it. And people are like, holy crap, this yeah. don't, don't, yeah, yeah, don't yeah. sound by this. Just listen and understand mm. this is opportunity. This is understanding yeah. a platform yeah. like Rob mentioned earlier, understanding the language of the platform, yeah. being able to speak into it. You know, you wouldn't yeah. go to a networking event in your sweaty overalls. You're going to go in probably a business, you know, attire. That's because you're respecting yeah. the space. You're understanding what's going on there. That's the same thing Rob was talking about with TikTok. Um, Absolutely. Let you, and, and yeah. Let me ask you a little bit deeper on this. Um, I, I want you to go a little bit more on the brand of mascots, you know, commentary of like, you know, who Robbo is and how you pick that person out. But I want you to do it from this lens. Yeah. Um, I don't want someone to misinterpret yeah. that. Like I need to fake it and be somebody I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make yeah, sense? You, 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 absolutely. I mean, unless you're um, bloody, you know, Nicole Kidman or Reese Witherspoon and you've got like the best acting skills of all time and you can consistently show up every day on camera for, you know, your, your one or two minutes or whatever you do, whatever you create, unless you are the best actor of all time and you can create this fake character, then the cracks are going to appear very, very quickly. And right. so authenticity is key. And yeah. that's what people on the platform fall in love with. They can smell the fake car salesman from a mile away, right? Yes. They can smell it from a mile away. So you just need to be you and share your thoughts and share your opinions, but just continually contextualize it to the goal of educating about your niche industry. Um, and, and, you know, don't, don't be afraid as well over time as you become more com comfortable to showcase the parts of your personality that you didn't in the beginning. Like for the first six months, I was very, very narrow in terms of what I showed about myself and oh, the types yeah. of part, the parts of my but, you know, like this, that what we're talking about now with me has yep. occurred over an 18 month journey. 
right? Yes. You're, you're looking at someone who's created over 3,000 pieces of content on TikTok over 18 months. So there's a lot of refinement in terms of that brand. But in the beginning, like I said, I, I didn't really have any information at all on the page. I was just trying to post videos that I thought yep. would provide value to the customer. And then I worked on my personality over time. You know, so that's a great comment, man. And I want to get back to where I cut you off, but I really want you to, and we're, I want everyone to hear that. It's an evolution, yeah. guys. And sure, 12 months, 18 months, Rob, well, that's fast. That's a fast evolution for anybody, but like it's still time and repetitions. Yeah. And, and so like, you know, don't yeah. don't just like look at this stuff and be like, oh, I have to be perfect. I have, no, you, get, you don't have to learn everything day one. I'm sure Rob wasn't working trends day one. So not, no, no. Yeah. Well, well, that's exactly. I didn't create my first trend. I didn't create my first trending piece of content, like my first um, sound bite that we just discussed using one of those. Yeah. I didn't do that for the first five months. Yeah. See, perfect. Thank you. I, so it was, five, it was five months of just educational content, yep. just trying to say, hey, if you want to get a loan, if you save this much per week and you do it for, if you save this month, much per month and you do it for 12 months, you're going to have this much money. And then this much money will allow you in these states to buy this much of a home, right? It's just showcasing the journey, understanding that, well, if you have a massive goal and you're trying to save $30,000, that sounds like it's so unachievable, right? That's like trying to hit a target blindfolded. So let's, so let's pair it right back to a yearly target. Then let's pair it back to a monthly target right? And actually create achievable smaller goals that you can then change your lifestyle based on in order to achieve them. So I'm trying to just inspire and educate people in the beginning. And all of that entertaining stuff came when I gained confidence because in the beginning, I was not that confident. <laughs> well, let's go back because I cut you off. Let's go back to the story yeah. here because I love it. So you, you went, you're posting for a so, series of days in a row. You got the spark. You got a lead. You got excited. You're like, oh, that's shit. Yeah, work. And then you yeah. said what? It was yeah, 60 that's, days? You were going to do 60 days now that, in a row? So then I was like, yep, yeah, I'm going to commit to 60 days. And then it was during those 60 days that I yep. then, yep, yeah, during those 60 days that I then surpassed Enrique. I'd, I'd beaten those 14,000. We've still never met and we've never spoken. And I've gone on previous podcasts and mentioned this guy. He's probably listening to these podcasts. And I'm like, this guy, he just mentions me every time about how he surpassed me in followers. <laughs> If you're listening, Enrique, I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry. I still love yeah. your content. Um, so anyway, surpassed him at around 14,000 followers. And I was like, yes. And then I was like, okay, who's my next target? And there was another broker in Australia who was at like 17,000 or something. So I was okay. like, you're next, you know? And so then I surpassed them in the next kind of three or four days. So now I'm like 50 days into the journey. And I was like, man, I'm now the most followed person in this industry in Australia. And I'm like, well... I think that I should keep doing this indefinitely. So I committed at least to six months to see where the, where the journey would take me. So I kept yeah. posting once a day. Every There was not one day in those six months that I missed, not one. Even when I went away on holidays with the family, I, like, you know, for a vacation, I had like batched my content before, made sure that I filmed, you know, six or seven videos. That's what I want to talk and about. And then went, yes, yeah, go, I can't post every day. It's impossible. How, yeah. how do you batch? Yeah. What do you do? So I, I, to be honest, I don't batch often. I, I batch really based on necessity. So if, you know, like I'm going away on a vacation, absolutely I'll batch. Yep. Um, and I'll sit down for, you know, five hours and try and film six, seven, eight, nine pieces of content. But I find that if I batch, my content actually does visibly become quite stale 
and it's because yeah. I'm sitting there for a big portion of time trying to film it all, trying to film it all, trying to film it all. So yeah. I have found that my content is a little bit more vibrant if each day in the moment I'm coming up with new ideas. And it also gives you time each day if, you, if, you're, if, you're, post, if you're coming up with a video each day you know, one piece of content each day, it gives you time as well to be inspired by the new trending stuff that's happening each day. So you're kind of like keeping on trend with what's going on and trends can change within two, three, four days, you know? So if I if I need to, I batch, but I tend to not do it that often. However, if you're in a position where you need to batch, absolutely take advantage of that. Find two big blocks of time, get as much filmed in that time as you can, and then have them saved in your drafts, ready to go. And then you can just hit post on it when you need to throughout the week or whatever. Um, so, yeah, it got to a point I was posting every single day and it got to a point six months in where my goal for this, because remember, I was still I was still I am still teaching now, too, but I was still teaching at that time and I had my tutoring business as well. So this was like, hey, if I could get one lead a month, happy days. Like, that's awesome. Right. This is just kind of like a little bit of messing around, really. Uh, and it was at that point that I was probably getting, I don't know, like 30 leads a week. Jeez. And I was like, I, yeah, and I was like, well, okay, I, I'm, I'm having to reject 90%, you know, of these leads coming in. I just did not have the time to service them. So I had a decision to make. This is kind of a fork in the road. I either go and hire staff and yeah. just, you know, have a massive team. But at that point, I'd been broken for six months. And so I was like, yeah, it's probably not the best idea to like lead these team of mortgage brokers when I'm still trying to bloody figure everything out, right? I was still like, how do you submit deals again? Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. Um, you know like there's all that back end process I was still learning too. So that's when I started reaching out to mortgage brokers all over Australia. And I decided, well, rather than um, continuing to do the broking, I'm going to lean into what I'm clearly really good at, which is the communication side of things. Yep. So I started cold calling mortgage brokers and just said, hey, guys, this is my platform at TikTok. Check it out. I educate home buyers, And then they contact me to get loans. How about I connect them to the best mortgage brokers in Australia, which is you guys instead. And then we do a commission split of the deal once it, um, once it closes. Uh, yep. And then that's kind of how the, the referral network was born. And everybody in America now is pissed because of RESPA, which we can't refer like that. But it's oh, it's a genius. Can't you? Oh, you not get paid. You got so we got we got a whole legal disaster there. But the the gold mine, wow. Robo, that I just love understanding is the impact on the human you know the humans around you and what you're doing. And you said something really important that I want to go back to. You, you mentioned three pillars of content in a strategy that you have, which is entertaining, educational, and inspiring. Can you, can you break some yeah. of those down a little bit? Like how do you pick which ones you're going to lean into and what you, how do you drive your strategy? Yeah, yeah. I probably, I, I still today post, um, I'm going to say 70% of my content is educational because it's yes. in those educational pieces that people receive the most value. And they're also usually the clips that go for between... 30 seconds and 60 seconds. And it's me generally uh, uh, generally explaining uh, some sort of incentive or some sort of strategy that they can employ in order to buy a home, whether it's their first home or an investment property with the least amount of savings in the bank, right? It's some really actionable stuff that they listen to and go, oh my God, I didn't realize that I'm this much closer to buying my first home or I'm this much closer to using the equity in my existing home as a deposit to buy my first investment property, right? That's the stuff that I have found generates the most leads. And then 30% of my content is the entertaining and inspiring pieces, which showcase, showcase my personality. 
there's there's one thing I think you got that the listeners should should take away, and it's people often when they're consuming social media don't remember the content. They they don't oh, remember yeah. what they were taught. Yeah, but but they remember how they feel, right? Yeah, they remember how it made them feel. And if you can if you can push that feeling of hope, inspiration, happiness, you know. If you can create that feeling inside of them when they see your face, it then means that the next time they see your face, where well, you're not maybe pushing that kind of inspiring, entertaining stuff, you're just being a little bit more bland and talking about like, you know, whatever it is in the industry you need to talk about, they'll associate your face with that feeling and that's what creates that lead generation, right? So it goes hand in hand. So 70% pushing education, 30% trying to create that feeling. That's the way that I look at it. Dude, I, I have... That put into words for me something that I've been wrestling with and trying to trying to get language around. So thank you. That was very helpful to me because you're right. I, I always you know encourage people. They're not going to remember what you say. They're not going to watch the video. They're really not. But what's happening mm. is these micro impressions are happening. They're they're yeah. making contact yeah. with you on you know uh, yeah. uh, you know whatever whatever level you want to call it spiritual level. And you know even though they're not hearing you or necessarily watching every second, there's connection happening. And yeah, absolutely. It's, it's yep. Real. Even if, even if they don't watch the whole video, you know, like even if they only watch 10 seconds out of 30 seconds, they still may have had that emotional impression during that time. But, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like all of us, we just keep scrolling, you know. Now, you said that you have a, uh, a formula, so to speak, or structure to your educational content that you've kind of developed. Let's, can we break that down a little yeah. bit? Yeah, absolutely. So we just spoke about people scrolling away on social media and on average yes. – Someone's scrolling away every three seconds, right? So they just look three seconds. They decide whether or not it's for them. Scroll, scroll, scroll. So I like to start all of my educational pieces of content with a hook, right? Mm. And if you, if you try and speak to everyone, you're going to speak to no one, right? There's no doubt about that. You need to narrow down on your ideal customer avatar in that hook, the misconception for a lot of people on social media is they go, all right, anyone, listen to me. And then they go on about their spiel. But no one's going to want to engage in that if it's like for everyone. So sometimes I'll start off with, if you and your partner have a joint income of $150,000 per year and you want to buy your first home, this one's for you. And that's just a really quick way to be like, if you're not earning around that, catch you later. Keep, keep cool. scrolling. I don't need you to watch. I only want those people to watch who are in that position. So that's my hook straight away is I've hooked in and identified my ideal customer. The second part then is to identify the problem. Now, the problem might be you're on a joint income of $150,000. Your living expenses are this. You've got credit card limits of this. You've got a personal loan of this. Now, in order, therefore, the bank will let you borrow this much money. But in order to buy a home of that value, you need to have a deposit of this size, which let's pretend yeah. in Australia is 8%, like an 8% deposit. Well, that's a problem because it's hard to save that money. So right, what's the solution? Well, a solution to that will be how about we, we reduce the amount you need saved because if you apply for one of the, the government programs here called the First Home Guarantee, it means we don't need to have mortgage insurance capitalized into your loan. So we'll reduce it down to a 5% deposit meaning that instead of having to save $48,000 on your $600,000 home, you only need to save $30,000. And then you can apply for a stamp duty, a tax concession within your particular state, reducing your $30,000 in taxes down to thirty-two. 
So we've just reduced $78,000 in savings down to $32,000 in savings. And to secure a spot in the first home guarantee, my mortgage brokers can secure you one completely free of charge. So I've then linked my call to action and my services to the solution for the problem that I've identified for a specific niche number of people. Dude, it's a, it's a great formula. formula. You know, prob- a hook, problem, solution is yep. to a specific audience is a great, like, I mean, how often are you, are, when you're, is this, is this the structure you use pretty much for everything educational you do? Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. The, the hook might change. So, so rather than identifying a niche around, um, you know, a certain income level, it might be identifying a niche within a particular state who want to buy a particular value home. Uh, the, the, the hook is always changing, uh, but pretty much the formula of a problem that's represented and then a solution that I can offer doesn't change too much. Like it's fairly similar every time. It might just change ever so slightly. So let me ask you this then, why do you choose to all to do edu- uh, entertaining and inspiring content in addition to educating? Why not just go all educational all the time? Because there's so much, there's so much information and there's, you know, it's so dense to be able to give the problem and the solution within 60 seconds. Cause I like to cap my videos at about 60 seconds. Yep. Any more than that is, is too long for someone to watch and then therefore reduces the consumption stats on TikTok, which reduces the likelihood that it's pushed out on the For You page. So I like to cap it at around 60 seconds for that type of dense information. But when you're yep. doing that, it's hard to showcase the parts of your personality. It's, it's really hard to do. It's hard yeah. to be like, hey, I'm keen to listen. I'm keen to help you. I'm this type of guy that you might want to do business with. It's hard to do that when you're like, do you have a joint income of $150,000 and you've got living expenses of $2,000 per month, right? There's a lot to get in like during that time. And so, and also, you know, like I don't want people to only see my face and only see me talking about all of the the digits and the numbers and the, you know, I want them to see my face and, and go, oh man, this guy's actually singing to some country music. I didn't know he likes country. Actually, does he like country? Hmm, I wonder. Boom, that's just ignited a little thought pattern or a spark that makes them, you know, that makes them consider or think about me as a person. And I want them thinking about me in addition to my services. That's why I like to vary it up. Yeah, I, I think that is such a well, well way to, a great way to say it because, you know, people like to work with people they like and that they know and that they trust. Well, now with the inspiring mm-hmm. content, the entertaining content, the trend content, you're giving me a chance to get to know you. You know, exactly, like, exactly. All- I want them to fall in love with my personality, right? I want them to, to, to want to do business with me. And so when they're sitting there at home and they're like, you know, to their partner, babe, do you reckon we're ready to buy our first home? Both of them, hopefully, have seen something entertaining or inspiring and they'll both go, we should contact that guy on TikTok, right? And that's, that's what you want is you want that conversation to happen to be about you. And it's not going to happen if all you're ever pushing out is number stuff, digit stuff, number stuff. So... Let's go for another direction for a second. I mean, obviously, the results you had on TikTok are astronomical. And I share yeah. them because not, not everybody's going to experience that. They're not going to jump in for 14 right. days and all of a sudden hit certain things. Um, but the opportunity is, is still relevant and, and the strategies are still relevant. So, um, but you, you decided to finally get into Facebook, right? What happened with your yeah, Facebook? Yeah, so I, so I conducted... Yeah. So I had gained uh, at this stage, I think. So on TikTok, I've gained 300 and I think about 380,000 on, on TikTok. And 
when I conducted this experiment, I think I was at 350 maybe, you know. So this was back on the 23rd of November. So this was only like 13 weeks ago, right? This is not that long ago <laughs> at all. Um, and I, I thought, you know what? I'm probably being really ignorant in my approach to social media. And at that point, what I had been doing was pretty much only posting to TikTok. I had an Instagram account where I was kind of just posting some stuff every now and then, but not much. And I thought my instinct was that Facebook was dead, right? And, and this came from a place where uh, four years ago, I had a podcast uh, called The Personal Business Show and it did really well. Uh, but, and I remember trying to push out that content on Facebook and it would just crash and burn. And it would just be, and it'd just be like, it felt like a waste of my time. And so I was carrying the baggage of that experience. And so finally I thought, no, nah, I've got to release that baggage and I've got to give it a go. So how about I do this? Exactly the same as what I did all the way back with TikTok posting every day. But this time I had 2,500 videos at my disposal from yep. TikTok that I had created. Yep. So I set myself a goal of posting five videos a day, right? This would take me 25 minutes. I would re-download an old video from TikTok using the software, the website SnapTik. Yep. It downloads the video and removes the watermark. I would put it into a video editor for, it, it would take me one minute. I would just extract the audio and resync it up. So sometimes when you download stuff, like the audio unsyncs a bit. And I would get it kind of perfect, ready to go. So from somebody on Facebook's perspective, it looks fresh. It looks native. It looks like it's meant to be on the platform, right? Perfect. So that would take me five, minute, five minutes, five minutes per video. So I, I would spend 25 minutes to half an hour a day doing this. So I started out on the 23rd of November and then over 13 weeks now, I think I'm at 249,000 followers on, on Facebook because the formula is the same. Because yes. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, they're going through this age of TikTokification. And it's because of the, the number of people, of users that flooded to TikTok that all of a sudden, now a couple of years ago, you saw Facebook do Facebook Reels, Instagram do Instagram Reels, YouTube yep. start pushing Short. YouTube Shorts, 100%. right? Because they're trying to take market share of the consumers who want that type of content. So if you become a TikTok first creator, and you start creating for that platform and you understand the algorithm and you understand your ideal customer avatar, when you then go and post that to other platforms, you're gonna achieve similar virality. So I had some posts on, uh, on TikTok, for example, that received 50,000 views, which, hey, I'm stoked with. 50,000 is fantastic. Oh, but then yeah. that same, you know, all day, but then that same post that I just re-downloaded, exactly the same caption, I think I was so lazy with it that even the hashtags had the word TikTok in them. And Excellent. I would repost that to Facebook, right? Like I, I was super lazy with it. That same video that had 50,000 views on Facebook was getting 7 million, right? And so the, so the comparison was just insane. And so I really, over Christmas period, I really lent into that and just did not pump the brakes since I was doing five a day, five a day, five a day. And now the number of leads that I'm acquiring at 249,000 followers on Facebook, I'm at 385,000, I think on TikTok, uh, over 10,000 or just under 10,000, I think on Instagram. So collectively we're at that 640,000 followers and it's made my last month in February, just gone, it, my biggest month of all time, hands down, because of now I'm getting leads from, you know, from Facebook and TikTok collectively. So in that one month, we pulled in 
1,500, so 1,500 leads, just over 1,500. Now, now this is the icing on the cake, though, Ali. This is the icing on the cake. Over the 12-month period, I've generated over 10,000 leads, right, through doing this. Not $1 has been spent on advertising. All of this is purely organic. It's free. Purely it's organic. Free. It's free. It's free leads because I stand in front of my camera and educate people about mortgages. I do in front of the camera what every loan advisor in America does face-to-face -face with their clients. I just do it to a camera, right? I, bro, okay. Look, I got a, I got a few more minutes with you and I have a few more questions. First of all, I just, <laughs> that's why I loved having you on today because I was like, you're just going to tell everyone the truth. And they just don't want to hear it yet, or maybe they're ready to hear it. And maybe someone's like, oh, "Shit, you know, this guy's doing it." I, what what's stopping me? So I'm 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 such a fan of this whole experience. Um, since this is really so new for you, this journey into this space as a mortgage advisor, you know, if somebody's going to start out on this thing, what what do you what what encouragement do you have for them? What what words of wisdom do you have for somebody starting out? Yeah, I think in the beginning, the biggest roadblock that I had was the insecurity that crept in based on my thoughts about the people watching and the comments they, they would make. I, I had this idea that, you know, people were going to be saying stuff that wasn't positive and, and, and of course, you get trolls in anything that you do. And social media, yeah. there's a lot of trolls, don't get me wrong. So you've got to steal yourself and make sure you're resilient to that. But I came to realize after a couple of months that I didn't care about user 74789 that lives down in Alabama. I didn't care about them, right? I cared what my wife thought and what my brother thought and what my brother-in-law and sister-in-law and my cousins and people that I haven't seen since high school in 14 years. They're the people that I cared about, oh, right? So good. And so, yeah, that's, that's what you have to let go of. If you've got people in your life who aren't going to be supportive with this type of an endeavor, <laughs> are they worth being in your life? That's the yeah, first thing to consider, right? Have you know, to. like cut them, right? Bit hard to cut your wife, so I'm not saying that. But, um, <laughs> you know, that's a different story. Uh, but if you've got people in the past that you're worried about, you need to let go of that judgment. You need to lean in to creating. Remember, we're not just going on social media to create to become these super popular, famous people. We're trying to increase our bottom line. We're business owners. That's what we're doing. We're trying to increase our bottom line. And I think that if you've got that in the back of your mind as well, that this has a purpose, you're trying to provide for your family, it allows you to get past that judgment, I think. I, I, I love that, dude. And I, I just, yeah, the insecurity attacks everybody. I don't, I don't know what I, I don't, yeah. I don't like what I look like. I don't like what I sound like. What if I say something dumb? What if somebody comes at me and, you know, uh, trolls yeah. me? I mean, all that stuff really stops people. Yeah. And, and, and you're done. This is another one, another really good key takeaway. Done yeah. is better than perfect. Oh, hell yeah. Striving for this perfection, striving for this perfection and trying to achieve <laughs> a level of like never making a mistake or, never saying something that somebody's going to interpret as harsh or wrong. Like I did a post the other day and I think it's at 180 or 200,000 views. And I think there's 500 comments on, on there. 250 of those comments are like super harsh. Like how could you say this stuff, right? 
because my post was all about how uh, I was in a taxi the other day speaking to um, a man who had immigrated recently to Australia and he was telling me how much he works. He's working like 70 hours a week because he's trying to provide for his family back in Pakistan and he's trying to build a life here. And so I was like, hey guys, I think the new reality of trying to achieve home ownership isn't just working 38 hours a week anymore. We're in a different world. We've got people grinding away, trying to you know, buy homes, working 70 hours a week. So maybe some people need a reality check. Well, those people who don't want to work more than 38 hours definitely told me about it in the video, right? So that's 250 comments that are negative, 250 comments that are positive, but there was 10,000 likes and then there was yep. 200,000 views. So you need to look at the negativity in proportion to everything else. Can you imagine standing in the middle of a stadium with 200,000 people looking down at you and only 250 of them out of the 200,000 have something negative to say? Well, then that should empower you to go, well, actually, I'm good to go. But we remember, we remember the 250 negative people because that's what our mind does. It plays in our insecurities. Robo, any final comments for the people listening? I think, um, you know, to be honest, the one thing that I do wish if I went back in time was that yeah. I had po more podcasts like this, more people like me. I've started teaching loan advisors and mortgage brokers all over the world how to do this through my TikTok masterclass. So I can give you a link and you can put it in the show notes. But it's, yeah. it's just I wish I had... Uh, I wish I had learning experiences like that and more podcasts like this talking about this stuff so that I had somewhere to learn because I spent 18 months really uh, experimenting in the dark and just yes. constantly trying new things and trying. And I think that that helped me gain the confidence and the growth that I have and the passion that I have for it is that guessing in the dark. But I, but I do retrospectively wish that I could have saved some time <laughs> by leaning in on the people who know what they're doing. Um, yeah, that would be the one piece of advice I would give. Well, first of all, for everybody that's oh, checking one, out. One more, one more, Alec. One more, actually. Sorry to right. cut you off. One more piece no, of advice, too. Is that it's really important to note that when you're listening to me speak, or, you know, about this stuff in particular... Like we've said before, you're looking at someone who's been polished over 18 months of posting every day over 3,000 pieces of content. In the beginning, I was not like this. I stuttered. I didn't know where to look when the camera, you know, my, my content comparatively to now was terrible. But the one thing that I had, which no other mortgage broker seemingly, I think the next most followed broker in Australia is at 40,000 and I'm at 380,000. So there's a big jump there, right? The only thing that I have is sweat equity. I have the ability to show up every single day and consistently and persistently push out content. Still at 380,000 followers, I post some videos that have 100 views. I posted one the other day. It took me 15 minutes to, to, to post and I think it's got like 300, 400 views. But yep. that does not change my drive and my passion to post something the next day. You know, I think last, last week I had something get 3.7 million views, you know, so you never know what's going to happen. You just got to keep pushing out. And if you only post once a week, you have 52 chances in a year of going viral. Based on me now posting four times a day with where I'm at, I have that same opportunity every two and a half weeks. It's all about the numbers. Bro, and so first of all, thank you. Um, this is... Marketing with Robbo's website, where his TikTok masterclass is hosted, it's on the screen. I drop, I'll drop it into the comments. Um, 
definitely Thanks, check Mike. this guy out. Of course, his handle is Trusted Finance. You can see it right above his face right there. Um, give this guy a follow because if you're looking for inspiration, one of the things that I found is follow inspiring people. So thank you for coming in today Absolutely. and sharing today. It was awesome. And I'm, I'm very appreciative, man. It's been an absolute right. pleasure. And I just hope that uh, they get so much value. Thanks, buddy. Modern Lettering Podcasting listeners, thank you guys. Have a wonderful day and we'll see you on the internet. Mm-hmm.